0: Welcome to Excellent Cultures Podcast Highlights. In this interview, we visit with Jennifer Convery, Group President of North America at Griffith Foods International, a global food ingredients manufacturer. Jennifer is a numbers-driven, direct, and competitive leader who utilized the Excellent Cultures process with her team of leaders to achieve best-in-industry, supplier-of-the-year, quality, and customer service success. Jennifer shares very candidly in this interview How to Achieve Record Levels of Ownership, Commitment, and Accountability Without Aggressive Confrontation. Under Jennifer's leadership of the Excellent Cultures process, Griffith USA not only improved their culture 169% in two short years, making the world's food better, they achieved Supplier of the Year for one of their top customers as a result of their efforts. Our listeners just love to hear about organizations like yours that are as successful as you are, and, you know, have gone from goodness to greatness in, in their, their culture acumen.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I think um, to begin with, within Griffith Laboratories, we have a very strong value system, and that value system, um, it really is a global system, and we might all take the values and, just you know, describe them a little bit different based on the, the culture of that country, but it, it was really about delivering results, building customer success, behaving like owners, act like family, work together globally, you know, make the future better. And that's always been our motto and and, and the culture that we, you know, the values are are based on. But I think um, what happened to us, somehow somehow we were getting lost really with uh, accountability, I believe is really what it came down to. And when I became uh, president about eight years ago, we kept having to put out fires and um, it really didn't allow us to get to sort of that long-term strategy, making sure that we were going in the right direction. And I think truly it had to do um, with the culture. And what I realized is if we weren't going to get that right, the fires were going to keep coming or I I just wasn't the right leader um, for the organization. So um, at that point, actually that's when I reached out to you guys and actually a couple other companies, but after seeing your program and, and what you could bring, it just, it really matched up to what we needed. Um, and when I say that is what I, what I liked um, with culture indexes, you got hard, cold results and numbers. And, you know, I'm a and l person. I'm a person who loves measurement. I like numbers. And it really allowed us to see as an organization, you know, sort of, ouch, um, this isn't what we want to be. And this is where we're currently at. How do we get you know, from the spot we're in to where we need to go. And um, and it starts with the leader and leadership team. And, and if we weren't accountable to that and realizing we need to develop better, we needed to change a lot of our behavior, then it wasn't going to work throughout the rest of the organization. And I think that's really where it started, and I think that was about four years ago, right, Steve?
0: Yes, and, you know, one of the things that I, I notice and have always admired in your style as a leader that I want you to comment on Is kind of what you just said that uh to to really cause powerful positive change to happen it's something that people have got to want to do it's not something that you can mandate and get big breakthroughs with it's something Mm -hmm. that people have got to want to do and the way that that you you led your culture transformation for lack of a better way to describe it was by uh I, i still remember the day when you asked me to put your data up in front of everybody and be very transparent about your own ouch points and where you could improve and where you wanted to improve. And, you know, it was just amazing when that transparency came through to your people, how they jumped on board. All of your leaders jumped on board and wanted to do the same thing and, uh, you know, followed your lead from, you know, one, one step to the next. Is thats that, is that style, something you've always believed in, or you just kind of learned as you got through, you know, years of leading lots of people?
1: Well, I mean, I've always been a very direct person. I've always been very competitive, whether it's sports or, or whatever, and I think if that's the way you are, you have to realize the discipline has to come from within. You have to recognize you have strengths and weaknesses, and that's okay. You know, I mean, we all have to work on things, and I just find... If I'm open, if I'm very open about my circumplex and, and what that told me and are more of less of meetings and what they wanted me to do more of and what they wanted me to do less of, it helped me get better. And I just look at it that way. I mean, every day I get a bet, I try to be a better leader. And so I take it as a gift and something that others can help me even be better at. And that's really what the team did on those. Um, I don't know if you've ever talked of more of less of meetings before, but you know, when when they sit down, they said, Jennifer, we want you to write even more letters. We want you to do more recognition. We want you to do more town halls, communicate. In front. It was like, okay. I mean, I thought I was probably already going overboard, but the organization told me, hey, no. And what they told me to do less of was, you know, you're sort of controlling. And if we come to you with a problem, you love to dive in. That's your style. And we sort of want to be empowered and to handle it. Okay, great. You know, now that I know that, just make sure you follow up with me. So we sort of set up these um, different rules of engagement, so to speak, and it's really fun when you can see, you know, with Excellent Cultures program, that circumplex, when you can see your scores were this, and then they go to something different, and you can see that that's helping the organization, and then you see it with the results that come from it, the financials. Wow. You know, I I do think it's completely connected. I mean, how couldn't it be?
0: Yeah, One of the things that, again, I noticed with your leadership style and your people and your organization was uh, once you got on board and you kind of set the tone of authenticity and, you know, essentially willingness to share your own ouch points, you know, your mm-hmm. own areas Absolutely. where you we, you could improve uh, your people jumped on board and they did it because, you know, they wanted to, one of our, one of the mm-hmm. uh, shows uh, guests that we've had on the show before Uh, Dr. Bruce Avolio here at the University of Washington Foster School of Business is quoted as the top authority on transformational leadership in the world. Mm -hmm. And when he was on the show, he shared with us that the, the biggest area or the main area where any kind of development or change initiative fails is lack of ownership. And, mm-hmm. and, and so many people, you know, so many leaders think, well, if we just explain the X's and the O's and here's the benefits and here's what's going to be better with this new change, that uh, people own it, but they might own it intellectually, but they don't own it emotionally. And mm-hmm. what you did was you found a way uh, for your people to own it emotionally through your authenticity and uh, you know, and obviously you can be as authentic as you want to, but if you don't take the advice that they give you and you just kind of pass it away and don't make those kind of changes, uh, it goes away pretty fast.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, your actions have to follow your words. And if they don't, people call you out immediately. And now what's great in our culture is, you know, someone will come in my office and they'll start telling me, you know, of a situation and they just put their hand up like a halt sign, a stop sign which is great, which just means, Jennifer, don't act. I just want to hear, you know, I just want to share this with you. I want to get some ideas from you, but I want to own this. Um, and, and so when people feel that they're comfortable enough to give you that feedback, um, then I'll see them a week later and I'll do a little circle with my finger like, uh, you forgot to follow up, or I needed your follow-up. I, I just think it's it's very genuine. It's easy ways of communication. It's opening up things to, they don't have to be confrontational. You know, it's just good feedback. And especially in the Midwest, I have found, um, I'm a New Yorker, right, at heart. So giving people feedback, good or bad, it's just, it's critical. And you're doing somebody injustice, I think, if you're not giving them the bad feedback with the good feedback, like and giving them exact examples. When we were in this meeting, this is what I saw. You know, and this is what happened because of that. So they can really relate to, oh, I did this, and this was the so what. Now, maybe next time if they change their style just a little bit differently, maybe use words differently, they're amazed at the results that they can get. So we do a lot of live coaching is, I guess, what I would call it. And it's um, very beneficial for me, for my team, and our whole organization
0: at this point. If you don't have folks coming into your office raising their hand, like Jennifer just described, and saying, please hold me accountable for this, then you don't have a culture of accountability. Or worse, you have a culture of restrictive accountability where people really aren't accountable because they're not owning what's really going on. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think as leaders, you have to allow them to really own it. I mean, that was some of the feedback that we had received is that we had such a strong leadership team that we weren't always empowering individuals that worked for us. to to take it and run with it and allow some risk. And um, we've really taken that to heart and had a lot of different individuals from different departments, different levels, uh, running different programs so that they can, one, get that experience, and two, they they do. They want to be accountable for it, but you have to allow for that too. It's your style that either makes it restrictive or not.
0: So we're all familiar with the new Gallup survey, new as of October of last year that told us the same thing that the last Gallup survey told us two years ago, that in America, 70% of our workers are effectively disengaged. This year, the poll went so far as to tell us that 18% actually said they hated their jobs, and the most common reason they hated their job was they hated their boss. So, obviously, that's not the case at Griffith. Jennifer, can you give, you know, the leaders who are listening some advice, some tips on how they can accomplish a true or a culture of true engagement?
1: Well, I think you have to be a good listener um, and really understand what it is your workforce is looking for. How do you make it a great place to work? um, And how do you make sure that each individual can understand your strategy? How are you going to market? And more importantly, how do they play a role in that? What is their role? Um, because each position is critical. You just have to figure out how it's critical. Make sure that that person is engaged by knowing, I make a difference to this company. I make a difference to our p I make a difference to our customer and the consumer. And really making sure that each individual can relate to how, what, what is their role within our company. How are they hopefully proactively making a difference so that the consumer can be, you know, make the world's food better? I mean, that's our tagline, make the world's food better. So I think um, we did a much better job of, of making sure that individuals really thought that through and that each role had some line of sight to the consumer or the customer, for that matter.
0: Can you share a little bit more about how you viewed it used that guided self-discovery, for lack of a better way to describe it, to build ownership with your team?
1: Well, you know, I think when the when we first did the circumplex and you know, with excellent cultures, it was very clear that we were a pretty passive defensive organization. Um people were waiting for approval. Uh, They were sort of dependent, sort of avoidance. And so I think we had that type of culture um, there, unfortunately. Um, And so we knew we had to change it to constructive. And really the best way of doing that being humanistic and encouraging, right, affiliative, uh, achievement, self-actualizing. When you start having your leaders of the company Understanding that better, understanding what they need to work on, having those conversations with the people that work for them, this all starts relating, and you can begin to just see a whole change. Where then people they're doing it because they want to do it. They're not just walking in the building because it's a job anymore. I don't think. I mean, people always say that to me when they come to they "Oh, go, gosh, there's such a great feel here," and 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 what they mean is that we're We're passionate about our business. We're passionate about our customers, but we're passionate about each other. And and in that, it's a great place to work. We respect each other. We treat each other with dignity. I mean, you know, while laying out, yeah, you've got to be accountable to what you're doing, but if you give people the right encouragement and feedback in the right way and the right tools and the toolkit and development, it will happen. And that whole development piece, we just realized we thought we were spending a lot of time in that area, but now I'd say 60% of my job is more about spending time with the, you know, with people and helping develop them and understanding what else do we need to do to make sure this is a great place to work and, and work on our culture and, and do these things. And that was a real change. You know. I, maybe 60 is high, but I don't think so. And, and so when, when people see that you care about them personally and professionally, it makes all the difference.
0: What I hear you saying is, is a good culture, sure. We have good values and we respect each other and we treat each other with dignity. But um, you're knocking the ball out of the park with your people in terms of, of you know, competition in the marketplace. Tell us a little well, bit I mean, more it, about it, how it, you got it's there. A
1: lot, it's a lot more fun to win, right? Yeah, like, of course. <laughs> <You know? laughs> of Just course. make it warm and fuzzy when, 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 when you're not putting out fires and you're focusing on, Proactively, where are we headed in the future? Um, what, what, what's the next step? What other differentiation are we going to bring to the marketplace? What innovation can we focus on? That's a lot more fun to be part of than necessarily dealing with the quality issue or it's a lot more fun to be on stage getting the award for the best quality, you know than it was to be in the doghouse. so you know, and that's just that's the truth. I mean as a company, we have now taken that and looked at. You know, when things happen, you you can either go, oh, my gosh, woe is me, or you can say, hey, how do we make this the best opportunity possible and make ourselves even stronger? Well, that one quality issue, we now have all 18 plants, BRC certified, A. You know, that's like British Retail Consortium. You take it and you say, you know what, as a company, let's be the best. Yeah. So you can either say, woe is me, I'm so sorry for myself, or you can say, hey, how do we look at this? How do we, one, how do you get help? How do you decide, okay, this is what we're going to do? And then you lay that plan out, you execute it, and then the results come. So it, it's a lot more fun. You're being proactive. You're headed in the right direction. then, you know, sort of that passive, you know, what is it, it's The you know, that passive defensive situation. Instead, take the criticism. Okay, I hear you. Thank you. You know what? What do I do about it? And I think that's where the warm and fuzzy isn't because when you're having these conversations with people, there's positives, but then there's also possibly the areas that people need to work on, right? And so it's not all warm and fuzzy, but it's about being honest, about being open. It's about saying, hey, you can be a stronger leader if, you know, or if those areas aren't as great, then surround yourself with people who have that so they can help you get there.
0: Jennifer, I I know that the, 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 Accomplishment that we're most proud of you guys for here at Excellent Cultures, we're most proud of you guys for. Is I remember when we first uh, started working with you, you had one particular customer that uh, the quality audits were not at all where they should be, and and you know even to the extent where you're concerned about you know not not being able to keep this customer. And not too long ago, uh, you were sharing with me how that particular customer had actually recognized your. Mm-hmm firm as their supplier of the year. Wow, what an improvement from, you know, wondering if you can even keep the business to them acknowledging you as their supplier of the year and recognizing your team for that. They must be so proud.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, and and quite frankly what it comes down to is we learned better what we needed to do and how to do it now it's just all about staying ahead of the game you know it's about how how do we stay the best how do we make sure that we're always pushing ourselves to the next limit how do we bring to that customer ideas that they should be adding to their audit because you know hey we think you might miss this what do you think and very open partnership um and it's it's been fabulous
0: can you put your coach's hat on for a second and just speak to business leaders that are out there listening? You know, listening on. You know, what can they do to really build this uh, accountability culture that you've defined a you know self chosen accountability council? You know, a culture. Uh, what recommendations would you have for them?
1: Just hire you, Steve. There you go, right? <laughs> <Hire us.
0: laughs> uh. Um. Thanks, that's the end of the no, show. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. no, but, what, but, but what are we going to tell them?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't profess to to be fabulous. I, I think that the key is realizing each day you can become a better leader and in making sure that um, you're honest with yourself, that you are a good listener. We were born with, you know, two ears and one mouth. Um, and 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 to really look around and say you know do i allow for accountability do i reach out personally a lot do 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 i really put people first so i don't know i ask myself these types of questions all the time but i never profess i mean each day we just try to get stronger and um i just i'm always working on my own development um, our team building, and whether I mean, and there's just so many great avenues you can do, whether it's strength finders, or excellent cultures, or or other ways, um, you know, 360 feedback. There's ways to find out um, how are your actions affecting others, and and openly asking for feedback. I, I do that quite often. You know, after me, I said, you know, help me understand. How did that go? Yeah. You know, um, and. It takes a while for people sometimes to have the courage to really give you the true feedback. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes we will be like, well, you know, Jennifer, you were a little hard. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, thanks for letting me know that. Um, but you just have to stay true to yourself, and, and your actions have to meet your words. Beautiful. So if you say you're going to do something as a company or as a leader, my, my deal is you better do it and do it really well. Beautiful. Um, so it all starts, I always look in first. If something's not going right, to me, that's on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. We've done something wrong to not allow the team, for whatever reason, to to excel. Absolutely. And I'm always trying to figure out what is that, what 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 detour was there, or, or what hurdle was put in front of them that they couldn't tackle this. You know, and I think that's that that's also a key.
0: Thanks for listening to another great leader who built an excellent culture. Check out excellentcultures.com for the next Achieving Excellent Culture Leadership Workshop and start your journey to best in your industry.